Hi there, it's Heather Vescent, and I'm testing out a new mic, and I thought I'd test it out by reading chapter three of The Art of Procrastination by John Perry, A Guide to Effective Dawdling and Lollygagging and Postponing, aka Structured Procrastination. I've previously read chapters one and two as a form of structured procrastination about five years ago in 2013. It is now 2018, January 10th, and uh, I thought, how better to uh, test out this microphone and ignore my to-do list than to read the chapter three on to-do lists. If you are a structured procrastinator, you likely have vaguely in mind, or perhaps even written down somewhere, the things you ought to be accomplishing in the days, weeks, months, or perhaps even years ahead. And at the top, motivating you to do seemingly less important things will be something that seems of paramount importance, but really, for one reason or another, isn't all that crucial after all. This is what I'll call your priority list. It's a long-term list. The projects, the projects on it will occupy you for a day or a week or a month or longer, perhaps your whole life, if you have something like learn Chinese at the top. This chapter is about a different sort of list, a daily to-do list. Many procrastinators use such a list. You might think the purpose of a to-do list is to remind you what to do, and it can be useful in that way, but that is not its primary purpose. The main function of the daily to-do list is to give the procrastinator the experience of checking off tasks as they are finished. Putting a, box, putting a check in the box next to the item or crossing it out with a flourish gives one a little psychological lift. It helps us to think of ourselves as doers, accomplishers, and not just lazy slugs. It gives us psychological momentum. You can use your computer to make your to-do list. In fact, various programs and websites, for example, Outlook, Gmail, and LazyMeter.com. This is Heather's aside. There are 8 million different ways to make your to-do list online. So, and and uh, researching those is a great form of structure procrastination, too. Okay, back to the material. Um, will generate nice lists for you, but they are not optimal because usually the task simply disappears when you check it off. It would be much more satisfying if a big red line were drawn through the task accompanied by a little noise of triumph, but I haven't found a program that does this. I try to make a to-do list before I go to bed and then leave it by the clock. It starts like this. One, turn off the alarm. Two, don't hit the snooze button. Three, get out of bed. Four, go to the bathroom. Five, don't get back in bed. Six, go downstairs. Seven, make coffee. By the time I sit down with my first cup of coffee, I can check off seven items. This feels good and looks impressive. My day of accomplishment is off to a flying start. I don't need reminders to do any of these things, but I do need a little pat on the back for doing them. This only likely way of getting that pat the only likely way of getting that pat is by having a to-do list so I can check off the task. The system of breaking tasks down into small increments and giving yourself a good pat on the back for achieving each of them has solid credentials. The Tao Te Ching tells us to accomplish the great task by a series of small acts. 
I once found this quote in Robert Maurer's book, One Small Step Can Change Your Life, The Kaizen Way. Kaizen is a Japanese philosophy of continuous improvement through small, implementable steps. If you say you are adopting the Kaizen way, rather than simply that you are trying to procrastinate less, you will sound like you have adopted a martial arts regime, and hey, that's pretty cool. Breaking big, daunting tasks into smaller, less daunting ones is crucial on those occasions, rare but awful, when the structured procrastination system breaks down. For one reason or another, that big task, the not doing of which has been motivating you to do other things, now must absolutely be taken care of. Here's a story of the novelist Anne Lamont tells in her book for writers, Bird by Bird. Thirty years ago, my older brother, who was ten years old at the time, was trying to get a report on birds written that he'd had three months to write, which was due the next day. He was at the kitchen table close to tears, surrounded by binder paper and pencils and unopened books on birds, immobilized by the hugeness of the task ahead. Then my father sat down beside him, put his arm around my brother's shoulder, and said, Bird by bird, buddy. Just take it bird by bird. Whether the tasks are large or small, unusual or just recurring items of everyday drudgery, breaking them down into smaller, less demanding subtasks. Take them bird by bird, or wing by wing if necessary. This will make your daily to-do list pretty detailed. Easy tasks at the beginning will help you get the feelings of accomplishment flowing. The list should include do-nots along with the do's, for example. 8. Pour a second cup of coffee. 9. Sit down at the desk, not on the couch. 10. Turn on the computer. 11. Do not check email. 12. Do not start surfing the web. 13. Open Word. 14. Go to Documents and select Dumb It Review. This is my list for today. I made it through Open Word successfully and then I came to Dumb It Review. Michael Dummett was a very important philosopher who wrote a little book on a big topic with the title Thought and Reality. I have agreed to review it for Mind, a fine British journal, a fine British philosophy journal. I've read the book through several times and I've even started the review, but it's hard finishing it. Reviewing an important book by an important philosopher for a top journal is pretty daunting. It's high on my priority list, it's way overdue, but in the philosophy business, the top journals seem to be used to miss deadlines. Philosophers are a pretty flaky crowd, I'm afraid. I'm definitely not the only one with I'm definitely not the only structured procrastinator the journal has to deal with. At any rate, I couldn't finish it again today, so instead I am working on this chapter, Structured Procrastination at Work. Practice defensive to-do list making. Spend a little time thinking about how your day could get derailed in the early stages and put in safeguards to circumvent that. Last night, I saw When Harry Met Sally on TV. I knew there would be a good chance I'd want to start off this morning by Googling Meg Ryan to see if there are other movies of hers that I'd forgotten about and would like to see. Once I start Googling, I seldom stop simply because I find what I was originally looking for. Ah, I see Meg was married to Dennis Quaid. Now, which Quaid brother is that? I'll check Dennis Quaid on Wikipedia. Oh, the handsome one. I should have guessed. Look at that. His father was a cousin of Gene Autry. Haven't thought about Gene Autry in a long time. Remember Tumbling Tumbleweeds? Great song. I wonder if I can get it on iTunes. And on and on. It's best to short circus this it's best to short-circuit this whole waste of time by putting Don't Google Meg Ryan on the to-do list, along with other reminders not to get derailed. 
I'll delve more deeply into the dangers of web surfing in chapter five. Follow this advice and to-do lists can be helpful. They won't cure procrastination, but they are part of the strategy of self-manipulation that can help make the procrastinator into a productive human being. I want to emphasize again that one must make the to-do list in advance, preferably the night before, although not so early that you lose it before you have a chance to put it by the alarm clock. Before you go to sleep, you can probably imagine yourself waking up and getting a lot done. Don't wait until the alarm goes off to think about to start thinking about what you want to be committed to for doing that day. If you do, your list might consist of turn over and go back to sleep. And one final note about alarm clocks. We structured procrastinators may be inclined to turn them off and roll over and go back to sleep. Many come with snooze buttons, which makes this even easier to do. But if you could reach from your bed to hit the snooze button once, you can do it a second time and a third time. It's best to have a second alarm clock, a very loud one, set for two minutes later than the first, which you put in the kitchen near the coffee pot. This was Chapter 3 in The Art of Procrastination by John Perry a book about structured procrastination, read by Heather Vescent as not actually a form of structured procrastination today. May you get all your work done.